to another episode of the Spring Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Farrier. On the ride again with Austin Seals as we um, as we head back to Mississippi from Florida. If you listen to our last episode, you'll know that it was uh, a pretty makeshift project we had on our hands trying to film uh, episode 17 from a cab of a truck bed, uh, truck bed from the cab of a truck in a, in a thunderstorm. We are currently looking at some rain clouds on our way back from Florida in this truck cab about to film episode 18. But the good news is it was an awesome trip. Um, we went down kind of hoping that we would just hear a gobble. That was kind of our, kind of the uh, the expectations was, was that there wasn't going to be many gobbles down there in, in Florida hunting our first Osceolas. And uh, we got a, got a few gobbles out of them and a lot of stories so we're just going to kind of go over those today give a few updates on those and just kind of talk about the experience um, as a as an out-of-stater coming to florida for the first time and as well as just a, a general turkey hunter that uh that appreciates both really hard fought hunts and some that just seems like they read the script so we got a little bit of everything down there the past uh three days or however long we were there three four two days um four days four days three and a half um, but we made the most of it, so so we got a lot to uh, to tell you. We'll uh, we'll get to the gist of it. But before we kick that off, um, wanted to uh, give a quick update. Um, if if y'all have uh, seen around our uh, our partnership with uh, Muscadine Bloodline with Gary and Charlie of, of Muscadine Bloodline, as well as um, teaming up with Mossy Oak to uh, to to provide this uh, this benefit uh, Mossy Oak Vintage Tea. Um, where all proceeds will go to uh, Fathers in the Field, which is an organization that kind of provides opportunities uh, within the outdoors to uh, to boys that are that are raised in father, fatherless homes. So um, all the proceeds from those shirts will will be uh, will be uh, donated to that organization. Um, we have the link in our bio as of right now. Um, Muscan Bloodlines Instagram page also does as well. Uh, you can find it on their website as well as ours, and ours is springlegion.com. It's uh, it's on the home page. It's, it's a tab in the menu banner. Um, it's a there's a lot of links you can find to uh, to just get to that uh, pre-order page where you'll you'll pre-order pre-order the shirt. It's a two-week limited edition opportunity, so you got to order within the next two weeks or however long it is. Uh, when will this be? Next Tuesday. So you'll have a week and a half <laughs> a week and a half or so to get it out to get your order in uh, to make sure you get those uh, those pre-orders to get that shirt. And uh, we'll get those out to you, and we're looking forward to seeing the turnout. I talked to Gary not long ago, and it's uh, it's already been a really awesome turnout in the first 24 hours. So just a huge thanks to those that are also willing to support organizations like that in the outdoors. And, uh, and looking forward to seeing what that final number is and the final don- donation amount and, and all the, the lives that it will help. Um, so thank you all for that, and um, we'll keep you updated as that goes on, on how the, the outcome goes. But... With that, we got some Florida stories to tell y'all. Um, some wild ones, some some tough ones, some that it's some that I wish I could go back and relive as many times as possible. Um, just some some awesome hunts in the past few hours. I feel like um, the well, I guess no. Who killed first? You or me? You killed first. Right. Wednesday. Wednesday. So yeah. So. So we recorded the last podcast, I'd say, somewhere around 11 o'clock on, um, on Tuesday night of last week. 
edited it, uploaded it, I think a little later than 12 o'clock, which was our goal. I think it ended up getting on, uh, winding up on the platform around 2, 2 a.m., I feel like. Um, but we pulled up to the gate at the place we were planning on hunting literally, what, 10 minutes before shooting light, I'd say. After we changed in the truck stop. Yeah, we had to pull over in a truck stop in somewhere, I don't know, north central Florida. Threw on some bottom lane real quick, just in case we were, you know, having to kind of scrounge around to find the gate. And, of course, we were. Um, so I'm glad we changed a little ahead of time and, uh, and got there, showed up to the place, and first off was it's it's foggy. So um, I don't I guess that's probably usual in Florida, but my first thought was, well, dang, you know, you know hopes of hearing a gobbler gone. As a, a lot of times in Mississippi, if it's foggy, that means the humidity's affecting some gobbles there, but... I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but we did not hear a gobble that first morning, which I feel like half of it, I was dozing off, and so were you. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, most of it was just kind of finding our way around the place, and uh, ended up, I'd say around, what, 1030, we were on, we were kind of making our way back to the truck, we, we still hadn't slept in, I don't know how long, and hadn't eaten in about as long, and uh, we were going to go put our stuff in, put our stuff up, and kind of just get a look at everywhere that we had permission to hunt and um, wound up somehow just kind of glassing through these. This fresh cut over, I saw a gobbler, I don't know how many yards away, but it was a really long way. All I could see was the red of his head and uh, it, was, it the sun was up by then and shining good and I saw the, gl- the glistening on his back uh, caught my eye through the binoculars, so that's how far he was. But um, wound up just, you know, being so gung-ho about it and, and just happy to be there. We, I made a move on him and got him. I don't know how far I ended up getting. Ended up getting within hearing distance of him. And I did hear my first Osceola gobble, and that was really cool. I mean, that made the trip right there. Just I, I never heard that before, and that's something I could say that I had experienced. Um, uh, let him kind of do his thing, and, and we kind of went and did our thing. Uh, weren't going to do too much that first day. Weren't going to risk bumping him just in case we didn't come across any more. Uh, never went back to that place, actually. Um, wound up finding a few more spots just scoping the place out and I think what was it I'd say about five o'clock no probably three thirty four we wound up going back to another cutover uh seals and I and um where we had uh we saw a bunch of turkey sign and wound up sitting down in this uh where we could tell were pretty what we thought were fresh tracks and some strut marks and stuff like that and um did we end up seeing a turkey? We saw a turkey there before before ever going back. It was kind of while we were scoping it out, we saw some turkeys around and, and kind of looked at it and decided this was a good spot. And um, kind of kind of finished scoping the place out. Came back about, what, two, two and a half hours later, I feel yeah, like. We back about five o'clock. Yeah, five o'clock or so. Um, came back, had the camera with us, which we were going to try to do some filming. Um, glad we did and um, really the only place we had to set up was behind these palmettas and, and kind of these I don't know sitting on a sand hill behind the palmettas yeah I mean it's just a bunch of sand hills white sand everywhere I looked like a bunch of ditches everywhere we wound up getting in a ditch and I was on my knees and I think were you on your knee or you, were, you were able to like just kind of what swag back into this you know cradle back into this ditch but it wound up being a pretty daggone good setup. 
because we had these palmettos in front of us and behind us to kind of block us. And even though, you know, aerial view, we're in the wide open, there ain't no trees around. Um, besides these brush piles kind of pushed up and they weren't, but very few and far between. Um, got the calling real loud and, and nothing. And this time we're still at that one gobble I heard from a very long distance that morning. Um, calling as loud as we could. The wind wasn't bad that day, I don't think. Um, about 10 minutes, probably the fifth time I, you know, just tried really wailing on it. One responded, uh, about, uh, 200 yards, which is yeah, about 200 so yards. It's kind of, it's weird because we're trying to gauge these gobbles as something we, we're not used to on how loud they really are. All new terrain and everything. Um, he ended up, he came in pretty, I mean, it was awesome. Watching him come in that far, I'm glad there wasn't a bunch of structures and trees. He, he walked through this cut over and walked up and down these little sand ridges or whatever they're called, little dips in the fields, and came came down. I'd say he finally cut across into this straightaway road we were set up on. Uh, I feel like probably 30 yards in front of us, and then I had to wait until he got about 15 yards closer to us before he was able to get around some uh this big just clump of clump of palmettos right there in front of me and um he was able to he got around there and let a gobble right in our face which was awesome um and seals was running the camera on this so we got some some good footage of that whether we can get it transferred to youtube or not i will let you know or you will find out whether or not it's on there if you, if you google it and find it it is if not we still haven't figured it out but um but uh but he got some some good footage of that and uh, wound up, I should, what was it, 15 yards, I feel like. At the, at yeah. the farthest. Oh, yeah. So that was that was day one, first Osceola uh, for me. And it was, I mean, I was ecstatic. And I, I know Seals was too, just because, you know, that first morning didn't go so hot. Um, that morning prior, and uh, we just drove. The same one? Yeah, I mean, the same day. We still hadn't slept. Yeah. Um, which is wild. So it's, it's one big what, Tuesday, um, Wednesday, whatever day it was. Uh, got him, went back, finally did get some rest, came back the next morning. Yeah. It was a slow day, right? Yeah. yeah I don't slow think day was the next day. Um, let's see. We, uh, what we do? We, we kind of, we, we, we did, we did, uh, I don't think we actually, I don't think we heard a gobble. We did Not all day. Well, it, was a, cause it was so windy. It was very windy That's that right. next day. Um, so aside, so that, that bird I'd killed gobbled three times, I think. One right in our face, which was enough, of course. Um, that next day, went back to uh, all silence. And I was getting a little, not bummed, but I was kind of nervous that, you know, maybe the, the stuff, kind of little reports we've been hearing were true, that they really weren't gobbling, that nothing's working. Um We'd had some buddies that had hunted it up the past few weeks, and they, you know, kind of went over it on well, they, the whole time. They hunted it that Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm-hmm. And but they, and what we brought in Wednesday morning was our first real hunt. Yeah, they hunted it Tuesday too because we they were yeah. leaving when we were getting there. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so hopes are kind of in the air right now um, on how this is about to turn out these next few days. Until Sunday, but uh, but Friday was it Friday? That was Thursday. It was a 
a slow day. We we worked, and what what made matters worse was we worked this bird, even though he wasn't gobbling. He was a end up gobbler in a long field that we found about I'd say four thirty, yeah. and worked him until daggum near roosting time. Got him just wailing on the calls as loud as we could because, like I said, it's windy as all get out. They ended up kind of working way half to the field. I don't know if they could hear me at this point or not. Finally, I could tell they were at least hearing the calls, sticking their heads up, looking over this direction. We're at the edge of some pines, kind of doing the same things on our knees, just, you know, watching uh, kind of behind some, some shrubs and just trash and junk in front of us. Um, and we called them. I feel like I was really just kind of just trying to get the turkeys, not necessarily the gobbler away, just trying to talk those turkeys into walking over this direction. Um, they got within, I would say, 80 yards in a ranch hand or a farmer or something drove through the, the field right next to it and bumped them all the way to the other end of the corner where I'm sure they ended up roosting. But, so that so that kind of sent spirits a little low. That was kind of a, a, a blow right there. But the next morning, our buddy Logan Cook um, he, who's a Mississippi boy, he lives in Jack, around Jacksonville now, he plays for the Jaguars. He's a notable turkey hunter. He's from South Mississippi. Um, so it was awesome to, to hang out with him and he, he, uh, he, we got in touch with him and he came over to go for a hunt Friday morning. We ended up deciding to go to the place that we had kind of looked around at the day before. And the tables turned completely. Huh. Oh, yeah, I think when we got out of the truck, I mean, well, we walked probably 50 yards and they started gobbling. Yeah, I mean. Uh, and when I say gobbling, they were gobbling every breath. Yeah, just nonstop gobbling. I mean, at each other, gobbling at crows, gobbling at hens. They were calling back at us. We caught them, they gobbled at that. They gobbled at themselves. They gobbled at their echoes. It was awesome. And there was... Was it three of them? I think three different gobblers. What we feel like, yeah. We 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 saw two of them, and we heard another one gobble. So yeah, it was at least three. Um, We wound up, and let me tell you, this was these are the kind of hunts I love because we worked our butt off. Oh yeah, we chased that thing. What did I what did I look back on my where it was tracking us? It was like two point three miles. We yeah tracked. We followed that bird. And we wound up getting, I feel like, I mean, literally, as a crow flies 50 yards. But yeah. it was just so much moving around up and down through these little islands of clumps of trees left in this, this uh, just cut over. And it was it was fun, and it was a lot of work. And I feel like I crawled more than I walked and squatted more than I sat. But it was awesome. We started off, I thought they were coming. I mean, I, th- I was pretty sold. They were off the roost, the way they were responding, the way the morning was going, uh, the way we were set up. I mean, it was perfect. You were in front. I was in the middle calling, and, and Logan had his camera um, right behind me, and it was it was just like these pine trees were set up just right on the edge of each other where he could see me and I could see you, and it was just perfect, you know, uh-huh. and you could see the opening to shoot. Um, but they got about, what, halfway in. You know, just hung up and yeah, wind up going another way. But just a side note, if you're from Florida or anywhere that has them, message us with some input on stinging needles. Oh, God. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a minute. 
because it feels like when you get on them, you're in a pile of fire ants. Oh yeah. Um, but we uh we we work down. I feel like they they started making moves and, and working that we kind of pinpoint not pinpoint them, but kind of get a get an idea of their direction and which way they were going. Um, which one bird was going from in front of us to behind us to the left, and the, the ones in front of us that were. We, we, we felt were most interested in the calls. They wound up, we heard some more hands working from our right to our left, wound up meeting up with them and continued to walk over to our left as the other one that was on our left was walking behind us. We kind of, you know, ignored that one that was already on our left and went after these two. Um, worked our way down, got into some more just thicker stuff. Tried calling to the edge of that, didn't work. Got to move it again. Wound up getting to, uh, let's see. I said we stayed there about a good 30 minutes just working back and forth with them because they're still gobbling almost anything and everything. I mean, they'd have, you know, a 15-minute break in between, probably breeding, you know, just whatnot, and they'd kind of gobble again either in the same spot or they'd made a sure enough move and they were either far away, you could barely hear them, or they'd walk back, you know, backtracked a little ways, which this is a pretty – pretty flat country we're in um it's got a few little dips and changes in elevation that we were able to take advantage of a little later on but not enough to steal their gobble they were they were moving every now and then and they just freeze and uh and we were able to watch most of it through binoculars and just kind of bumping around and and how we did not bump them i don't know i don't either um because it was i mean it was a lot of find you a clump of small clump of trees and and we'd get in a single file line, get as low as we could, and just gain as much ground as we could, hoping they didn't they didn't move from that time. Because we had we'd have to walk 50 yards to get to where that clump of trees was between us, to where we couldn't make a move to get up to something, and then almost wait until he moved before we could, you know, kind of just keep that structure in the middle of us, as we yeah. could rotate as they rotate, just hoping they rotated the right way or the way that benefited us, and um. And Logan's what six six, yeah. shooting. He was, you know, down there just as low as we were, um, with camera gear. And, and Seals and I both had our guns, so it, it was a it was a project just kind of maneuvering all three of us. Um, let's see. And then we, and like you said, we wound up getting. Well, we didn't know what it was, but we had all we had almost walked up on them. We uh, it what it do? It dropped off a little bit, and we we had heard them. We crest that hill. Yeah, and we thought they were farther away, and then we got to that. There's a we didn't know there was a hill, and they wound up being a lot closer because we were about halfway, and they gobbled, and we were thinking, "Uh oh, we are in some trouble because we're a long way from from where we wanted to get and where we just came from." But uh, but there, luckily there was one tree. I don't know what kind of tree it was. Live oak tree. Live, yeah, probably. Yeah, um, a live oak tree. But, so all three of us just hit the ground right there. And um, that's when I was, I didn't say anything at first and didn't. you didn't say anything and Logan didn't say anything, but eventually Logan was like, I'm in, the, I'm, I'm in fire ants or something, you know, I'm thinking me too. And you said me too. And we yeah. started, I mean, we're looking at the birds. I mean, probably what, 75 yards. It's through a bunch of stuff, but oh, yeah. I mean, we couldn't, you know, probably get any closer to get a, a 50 yard shot or less at the time. Um, I'd say 75 to 100 yards is where they were. Just seeing the tail fans every now and then, see their heads stick up every now and then. Um, 
So I'm I'm sitting there looking under me. And I can't find any ants. Because um, all I got right now is my mouth call, and I'm you know on my hands and knees, and I can kind of move around. I don't have anything necessarily in my hands. He had the camera, he had the gun, so y'all probably couldn't even look down. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting here trying to you know kind of gently brush off whatever's on me. Um, in the wide open, of course. Um, and I'm like, God, we ain't in ants. I don't know what we're in, but it ain't ants. So there ain't an ant on me, and I'm looking at both of y'all's legs, and there ain't ants on y'all. And if it, I'm starting to, like, I had some extra face mask in my, my cargo pocket of my pants, and I was taking it out and putting it under my knee, because my, I mean, my knees are on fire. And um, I, it took us all day to figure out what it was. They started, like, kind of whelping up real bad, and it was. It felt like a sting, like a wash sting. I mean, not near as severe as a wash sting, but it was a milder version of a sting. It wasn't. I wasn't getting poked with something. I was getting bit or stung by something. Um. And what we all ended up kind of just sitting there, just puzzled for a while. We didn't think much of it. I mean, we kind of hoped nothing was too poisonous about it. You know, we hadn't gotten into something we didn't know about down here. The, tropics or wherever we were <laughs> you know, I was like man I don't know nothing about this um, but what'd you say they wound up being something Logan actually went home and researched and figured out what they were and they're called stinging needles they stung like needles and that's exactly what it feels like seriously I mean yeah. it took what um, we got back that night probably 11 o'clock it was still uh, my, my knees were swollen up my hands were swollen up yeah my hands still swollen but it, it was it was odd. I, was, I didn't know what to do at that point. I'm thinking, man, we're about to be eat up with something. Um, and we could not move. And we had already, this is what, hour number four probably I feel like we're on. And we yeah. are not about to bust this up. Um, but what we did next, we ended up, we moved a couple of times, pretty big moves, kind of. Yeah, we made a big move to the little island of trees. Yeah, the open island of trees after that. To, to get to where we could make a move. Like you said earlier, right. behind a pile. We'd have to get there and then hope they made their way down. And guys, we are, I mean, we're throwing everything but the kitchen sink. We're not just trailing them. We're trying, I mean, they're responding at everything. The hens are responding back. They're gobbling. They'll stick their head up. They'll turn this way. They'll even almost, yeah, a couple of times they'd walk, a, you know, they'd walk 20 yards towards and just sit there and just gobble and oh, gobble and gobble. At one point, I don't know if you could see it, while we were in the freaking whatever needles or whatever we were in. They uh they got within 50, 55 yards. Really? It was just through all that, I guess you would call uh, it sage, sage stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, nah, they uh they I mean they the whole time were just telling us come on and hurry up, and we were like, man, if I could, I would. <laughs> but yeah, we ended up we wound up taking a sure enough break once we once we made it to that open that open. You could tell it, it held water at one point, and it kind of just flattened everything out underneath real oak, pretty, pretty oak trees. I guess they're live oaks. Um, but, uh, but they, uh, what are they? Cypress trees. Oh, we're in the Cypress trees? Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah, we, we, we were in the uh, island with some oaks. Yeah. But that, what you're talking about, we were in the Cypress. We took the break? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I know where we're at now. Then we, yeah, that's where we took the break, just chilled out, let them kind of do their thing, thinking maybe some silence will help, which we've tried silence about three times by now. Um, I mean, we've thrown literally everything at them. Box calls, lake call, every mouse call I had. I, 
I was resorting to like just some mouth calls I was finding in my pockets because the rest were just so waterlogged, so reeds were splitting on them. Who it was, it was rough, but it was fun. But it was rough. definitely fun. Um, if they weren't gobbling, I don't know if it'd have been that fun. But the fact they they did not check up the whole time was, was I mean, that was awesome. Um, I'd have done it till they roosted again. You know, they wouldn't have brought cooperated eventually, but. We wound up making it all the way down to uh, big old push pile. Yep, and we sat there, and that's yeah, that's the main thing we tried to get to. We thought if we could get there before they did, we felt like that would be in their direction enough to to direct them there because we knew it opened up there, and then then the terrain changed, and and we thought they'd hit a line and come down one way or another. Well, that was the whole goal. You were looking yep. at your through your binoculars when we were taking that when we were in that oak yep. island. Before the first cypress, yep. and you could say you said if we we need to try to get to that mm-hmm. push pile, and almost I guess well, yeah. try to cut them off. Yeah, and they ended up getting past it. Yeah, you know, um, they beat us to it. Um, they made one move, and they kind of skipped a couple spots that I thought they'd stop and hang out at. Yeah, um, they they went past it, and when they did, we we were able to move from that cypress head down to that push pile. Oh, yeah, I mean, we were, that was a long crawl, first off. Yeah, um, and I felt like it was going to be a little too loud. Luckily, the wind kind of helped us out there. Um, got there, and I, he they gobbled far off one time. They gobbled closer one time. And I thought, okay, we got to, this is good. You know, this is this is exactly what we want. They, they finally either ran out of hens or they're getting annoyed by us one. They, uh, then they went back. And we, I mean, I mean, we were, what, 10 minutes from throwing in the towel because, I mean, it, it's, what, 12, 31 o'clock by now, probably. Yeah. Um, and we had actually, we were we were going back through our Onyx and, and Hunt Stand and, and marking spots that we knew because the, the map hadn't been updated yet, so none of it was actual cutover, so we couldn't really tell, you know, from a phone screen what, what was actual cutover, what wasn't, unless you were standing in there visibly. Started marking all those pins and kind of getting a game plan ready for the afternoon. Um, getting a game plan for the following morning, uh, if needed. And um, we decided to just give it one more go. Um, that was probably a 10 minute, 10 minute process. And we said, all right, let's sit down one more time. Um, did, and, and I look up, kind of, I, look, I was on the left side. You were all the way on the right side. Yeah. I said, I told I mean, it's, I see him, he's headed this way. He's got that hunker, you know, kind of falling forward look to him. Like, I'm coming, I'm, I got I to gotta hurry up, I got a little break. I'm on the way. Never once gobbled on that way. Um, and sure enough, I mean, thank goodness, you know, we saw him before he got to where he was because he came across, he came in a pretty, pretty quick little trot there. And as soon as he got in that opening again, like, all right, I've been hearing you all morning, where you at? Um, you, you rolled him. I feel like. <clears throat> yeah, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> he didn't flop until I. And I, yeah. didn't, I went out there, went to pick him up, and that's when he cut my hand all up and everything else. Yeah. Cause he he started flopping then, but he is losing. Um, but like yeah, like you said, he told me I went uh, pick mine up by the head. That's just that. So you. I, I usually it doesn't mess the feathers up that bad, but 
you said, no, let's leave them on the ground. They don't flop on the ground. They don't flop till you pick them up, and I'll be dang good. You're right. Um, Because then, uh, yeah, yours was laying there motionless for the longest time. As soon as you touched him, he went wild, you know. And when he went wild, he went wild. Yeah. He has moves on him, too. Yeah. Ripped my gloves off. I was trying to wrestle him. He caught my face mask. <laughs> it was a, but man, was that fun? It was fun. It, it was a, it was work, but it was worth. Oh yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and the fact that we were able to get that one on film, Logan was able to get that on film, was was awesome. Um, he we, he showed us a few little clips of it, and it, he does a great job at it. So that was better than another filming we tried to do that weekend, um, which I'm very. Private Seals running that camera the, the day before, and then I had to run it on one today, and we figured it out. You for, might get for rookies, we did miss some decent I, footage. I'm not mad at it. Um, not near to Logan's caliber, no. but uh, <laughs> but it's on there. You can see the turkey on there. That's good enough. Um, but let's see what I, so that was. That was all yesterday. Yeah, and then we kind of figured out. We knew there was that. One of those two other turkeys, really. Yeah. The one that was with the one I killed, and then the other one that was gobbling off to the left. Yep. And we kind of, <clears throat> that eat, Friday evening, the day I killed, we went back in that evening and just tried to figure out really right. like different access points on where we knew about where the turkeys were roosting. And we were just trying to find a way to get, because where we came in when I killed my bird was we walked, what was it, probably a 500, 600 yard wall yeah. to get to where th- there's a there's your example. We walked 2.1 whatever miles and mm-hmm. it was actually a 500 yard wall. Right. So we tried to come in from the other side just to decide what we wanted to do Saturday morning mm-hmm. and and figured out exactly what we were hoping for. Oh yeah. So it, yes, I mean, and, and the, it made a little sense. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but. And such a wide open cutover like that, and and a place that's as sunny as you know this terrain always is, and as hot as it gets, they were moving shade to shade, and they were going to walk from uh, east to west, turn around, come back. Um, and you turn around with that white sand in front of you, you figure out why when that sun yeah. pops up in your face, it, it's hard to see. Um, so the whole time we trailed them on Friday. Um, without a really clear way to, to get around them, we ended up luckily. And what I mean, what was it? Twelve thirty when that sun kind of started shifting. You know, when the, there wasn't shadow as much, yeah. um, or it wasn't in, in, in the eyes as bad. Um, and we were in a shaded spot. He was in a shaded spot. Shaded spot connected all of it. He walked until he got to that sun, but luckily that was right where your gun barrel uh, pointed. So, um, so yeah, we spent the that afternoon ish. Frying turkey, washing clothes, and scoping out the rest of the, the place to figure out a better way to get there for the morning. We knew there were birds there. Um, we found them real quick. Yeah, real quick. Um, did not roost them, but uh, but we had an idea where they would be, and it wasn't where they were. But it was it was probably a hundred yards where they were from where yeah. we thought they were. Oh yeah, and, but. We were trying to get 100 yards from them, not right. 10. Yeah. Um, did we tell the story about our – was that last week? Whenever yeah, we, we wound up right under the bird? 
Yeah. Well, it happened again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this morning, actually. Um, and it was we, it, they didn't gobble this morning to, uh, you know, rattle your bones and make you need to change your pants like we did at the uh, invitation of last week. But we were, we were standing there kind of doing the same. We were actually just listening there. We were at the, a point where we, we did not believe they were roosted, but we thought we'd be able to hear all the other options where, where they were roosted the day before. And I'm just standing there. You're standing there doing the exact same thing. You're faced that way. I'm faced this way. And we didn't hear a gobble, but we heard a whoosh. And I, I mean, you look up and there's a turkey, you know, kind of just blazing by you. You can't really tell where he lands. Well, you remember, I told you I heard, I oh. thought I heard some drumming. Sure, I said, that sounds like a turkey drumming in a tree. Mm-hmm. And you said, I believe you, but I don't want to believe you. Yeah. I said, man, I hope you're wrong because we know how this goes after yeah. we just spend a 12-hour day playing catch up with the silent bird that saw us that morning, I feel like. But that was not a good feeling when you said, I think I hear drumming. That's, that's words you don't want to hear at that particular moment. But you did hear drumming. Yeah. And, um, Shoot, it wasn't it wasn't 30 seconds after I said I hear drumming, yep. though. That bird pitched down. He was on the ground, yep. And he was like, he landed towards us. He landed within 60 yards, I feel like. Yeah. And then two more landed. Couldn't really tell what they were. They were off. They were, they were to your right, to my left. One of them was to the, the one that we wound up being a gobbler was in front of me. And um, you have one in front of you? Or two I have two hands and kind of a 45 in okay, front of me yeah. right. And I, I knew for a fact that was, cause I was looking over that shoulder looking at whatever it was. And I knew one of them was a hand. I didn't know what the other one was. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know one of them was him. I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't even have a face see. mask on. Yeah. So I was trying not to. I was trying to keep my back to mm-hmm. them so they couldn't see my face. My gun's by my side, not on the ground like it was the time before. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, you learned your lesson there. Yeah. So, uh, so he lands. They kind of disperse a little bit. Let them get behind some stuff. We kind of sit down and let them do their thing. They're still, I mean, right there. I don't think they know what's going on. You know, they hadn't really seen it. They might have seen something, but they didn't putt. They didn't run. They didn't nothing like that. And, you know, we're thinking ideally we're standing right between the hens and the gobblers. And if they both just think something's up, they're both going to just walk off to the, you know, walk off to the edge or something. And, and luckily that's kind of what happened. I don't think they ever got, they got bumped or anything like that, but they kind of walked off. We still did not move a muscle for the longest time. Um, no whispering, no, did you see that? No, nothing, just intuition just kind of I said that's kind of when it came comes in handy in those situations of hunting with you know you know hunting with somebody that you fit with kind of deal yep. just a way to say it that I kind of knew the move you were going to make and vice versa which was not no move at the time yeah but and, and so we waited until they once they kind of broke up and did their thing we were able to kind of sit down recollect our bearings a little bit or whatever that saying goes um and it took, what, three or four little tree yelps, kind of, I think Kiki one time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that had much to do with it, but um, just trying to kind of let it die down. Just nothing nothing wild, nothing fancy, just a, a few little purrs and clucks and stuff like that. I was able to bring one of them in there, and I could, it was still so foggy, it was hard, hard to tell. 
but I could see I, we could see, we never really stopped hearing that drumming. But yeah. I never saw one going to strut. I could see turkeys just you know here and there, because I mean you can't see fifty, like I said, fifty to sixty yards. You just see like a silhouette of a turkey through the fog. And um, then once you know once they got to cover, we sat down. They came back, and you could just still kind of see silhouettes. And I, I was able to tell one of them was half strut and half not. And he got close enough, I could tell I could see a beard on him. And shot him, and it wasn't what time was it? Seven. 30. 7-16. Yeah. So that was the quickest hunt I think we've been on in a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what, two, three minutes after we sat out tops, I feel like. And um, so we hung that bird up, wound up. How far were we from that spot? 20 yards. 20 yards. Sat on that tree. We knew there was another gobbler in the area. I mean, yeah, we just shot a gun. That was, you know, probably boogered him up a little bit but he wasn't we didn't know that for a fact he was around and I don't think he was I don't think you know, he was either unless it was a different gobbler um, so we sat down and he kind of waited out we gave it we didn't give it three minutes this time we gave it a good 30, 30 45 minutes. yeah before we even did anything didn't call didn't do nothing just let it die down we, had, we waited until we heard another hen that's what it was, yeah. was that? that hen was kicking off yeah. back, back behind us and we waited until we heard her that kind of let us know that However long it has been, is long enough for them to feel comfortable calling again. So that let us know to start calling again. And, and you sat, where'd you sit? You sat in some brushy stuff? Yeah, just a little, there was two trees right there on a little island. Mm-hmm. Right in front of where, I mean, right, I guess, in front of where we hung your turkey. And I guess we sat down and, like you said, we, she kikied, you kikied back. You know, y'all, y'all went back and forth for a little while, and then all of a sudden, that turkey got mm-hmm. And it, it, it wasn't a quick hunt like yours, but we, uh, that turkey gobbled. Hunter, I, keep in mind, I didn't have a mouth call. I was just, we were kind of just hanging out. I didn't have any call. Yeah. <clears throat> and Hunter went back and forth with it for a little while. That turkey gobbled. Hunter kept mimicking the hen going back and forth. That turkey gobbled closer. Mm-hmm. And... Everything got quiet for probably six or seven minutes. And I was actually looking back to, to ask Hunter something. I don't even remember what it was. And he said, don't move. And those turkeys came across in front of us. I, and I think it was the same turkeys. Ah, uh, yeah. Looking back, but, I think it is. But they, they came around and almost made a figure eight on us. They came in front of us, yeah. walked back around to the left, and came back to our right before he came out in front of us. Yep. And we watched the hen. The hen was a good six or eight minutes in front of him. Yeah. She came out and fed around for a little while. Um, he gobbled one more time. He did gobble one more time up close on us. And on, and you could see to the right. I yeah. Couldn't. And I finally caught a glimpse that I could see Hunter couldn't, and I saw the gobbler coming. Same track as the hen. Um, we watched, we, we ended up having to watch him. Because where I set up, we were expecting him, obviously, to come from the left. Yeah. And that's where she was calling from. I was trying to call her up from the left. Right. She wound up, I guess, scoped it out from I don't know how far off. Finally, felt comfortable enough to come find it from the right. Yeah, and, and when, where I set up, I had that all that brush oh, yeah, to my thick. right, so I couldn't see. So we, I could see, but I couldn't shoot. So we had to watch that turkey for that gobbler for a while. Oh yeah. And he finally, he finally came 
came on in and Another that was it. Yep. Bang, bang. But it was, we we also got that one on film. So that's, yeah. Logan got one on film. You got one on film and I got one on film. Um, filming wise, but didn't get mine this morning because that was a little bit of a, one of those, we're in a tight spot. We got to, we got to sit down, put the mask on. You got a glove on, great. If not, don't worry yeah. about it. You know, we got to, we got to be deathly still, deathly quiet, and then we got to do our best impersonation of a real turkey as we can while knowing that they're within probably shooting range. You just can't see them. Well, the good news is, is that's two, in less than a week, we've walked under a turkey on the tree twice <laughs> and him have no clue we were there. Yeah, that's, I don't know if I've ever done that more than, you know, two times in my entire life without just standing in line for like a rocket. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we did it. I mean, we were talking the whole way in because we thought these birds were going to be farther. Yeah. I mean, walked around a water hole. Y'all need somebody to roost in. Well, 20 bucks. You just <laughs> hire us, come walk, pick a tree, and that's going to be the one he's under. But as long as they don't bump him too bad, you know. The other one, well, I don't think we bumped him, but this one apparently did. They no. came back, you know, it was a, a few minutes later, but they came back. Probably got to give a little credit to uh, to the fog on that one. I feel like oh, 100%. Um, they also flew down way before I thought they were going to, um, which kind of threw me off. The fact that they flew down into a cloud like that. Well, when they flew down, I thought we bumped them. Yeah, and that's why they flew. And then <laughs> they started landing. Right? They started landing right beside us and walking. The, like yeah. I said, the gobbler walking back towards. Yeah, like, maybe we did bump. Them. And I mean, shoot, I guess if you know if we were able to tell what it was if it was more than a silhouette could have shot it right there but and I at the time I was thinking man it could be six gobblers it could be no gobblers I know one of them's drumming though yeah um, glad you heard it if you wouldn't have heard it would have kept walking which might I don't know if it would have been worse or better but. It, it would have probably been better because I mean we I was a little ahead of you and I said yeah. let's not bust out into this open yeah that's exactly white right. sand and it was little dark so let's just stay in the shadows not bust out in the white sand we have about 50 yards probably yeah. until we got to where the next spot would be. and we stopped and i'm telling you you've been down to do something okay. turn your thermocell on or something yeah and i said uh there's a drumming <laughs> so and he wasn't when he was in the tree he probably wasn't 20 yards from probably us. yeah he wasn't directly above us like the other one no. but he was close um so the chances that i don't know what they are but that, that was wild and, it, and this time of course i was kind of like not again. You yeah. know, this just happened to us. Um, but that being said, I wouldn't change nothing, I guess, looking back at it because we're headed home a day early. Um, then our original planned date tagged out in Florida. Had an awesome experience. Um, and we got a, we got to experience a little bit of every kind of hunt. Seriously, yeah. Um, running, gunning, crawling around, you know, re, repositioning in the rounds, all kinds of stuff calling them in from a long way in, bang, just in your lap kind of deal. And then and then one that was, you know, pretty pretty vanilla, just a good yeah, turkey hunt. Yeah, one that you just – and the only way to put it is had to be a little patient. Yep. Just had to, you, he gobbled, you knew he was there. It's just you shot his buddy the day before and his other buddy that morning. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of had to wait him out and talk sweet to him. Yep. I don't understand why he would be a little timid on coming in there, but he finally gave in, and they, I think they all will, um, depending on how patient you are. Um, but 
wanted to give y'all an update on that as was we appreciate y'all listening in to uh, our truck cab studio version of our podcast hopefully this is the last week of it we'll be back in a real actual recording place uh, for the next episode but as of now we're we're coming back through mobile and uh the plan is to swing by swing through hattiesburg and holler at our buddies uh gary and charlie they're playing a show tonight we haven't seen them in a while so if we time it right we're gonna be able to say hey to them before yep. they do their sound check um, but we're about to uh wrap it up we'll uh we'll keep y'all updated on those uh fundraising tees uh again we thank y'all for for getting behind something like that getting behind a cause like that for fathers in the field with us and muscadine bloodline and and mossy oak um it's a it's a, it's a pretty cool opportunity for all and, and a really a really good call so we appreciate that i appreciate y'all listening to our rambling on this florida trip um something that i hope we get to do again and again every year um, oh, it was a blast Absolutely. I mean, I do. I, I'm, I'm an Osceola fan for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, knocked it off the bucket list, but I think I just might have added a few more in the doing. So, again, we appreciate y'all listening in and uh, sending those, sending any questions. I know we didn't get to answer any of this uh, this episode, but sending any questions, any comments, anything like that, reviews are appreciated, shares, likes, follows, all that. Can't thank y'all enough for doing that for us and. And spreading the word and giving us feedback on whether it's good or bad we, we love to hear it and um it, it helps make us better and helps us reach a, a more relative audience so again we appreciate that and we appreciate y'all listening in to the spring legion podcast